Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Monday, November the 28th, 2022. It is currently 9.02 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas, where I am currently trying some breathing exercises. I'm I'm trying to, to breathe out all of the anxiety, the anger, the frustration that that is already starting, and I haven't even started this broadcast yet, but this broadcast is going to create so much anxiety, so much anger inside of me. I'm trying to breathe it out before it actually occurs because I can already feel it starting to build. I can, I, I'm already feeling like, no, 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 no. I have, I have delayed this for most of the evening, knowing that I, I need to do this. I, I, oh, I so, I so don't want to do this. 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 All right, but I'm, but I need to, all right? I need to. So we are going to work through something that's going to be very unpleasant. It's going to, I'm just being honest with you. It's go, I'm going to be very angry. I'm going to have much anxiety, much just total uh, probably, pro- I, and I'm not even joking. I'm, I think this is, I'll probably will be so de- discouraged and depressed by the end of this that I, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I, I have a feeling this is going to impact me all night. And that is not hyperbole or exaggeration. Yes, I'm trying to have a little bit of fun, but I am honestly trying to tell you, this is going to be emotional for me. There's going to be an emotional element to this. And so you need to know that going in because you may, because I want you just to know, if you don't want to hear my emotional reaction to what we're going to be talking about, then this is a good time to say, all right, I'm not going to listen because you, I know you could criticize me and go, well, you shouldn't let your emotions get involved. You should look at this in a very objective way. You should just look, and I know that I should, I know what I should do. But this just, I'm having a hard time with it. All right, so here's what we did. We did two episodes. We did two episodes in regards to the Signs and Wonders camp put on by IHOP or the International House of Prayer out of Kansas City, a Signs and Wonders camp. Now, it would be bad enough if they were doing a a camp bringing people in to teach them how to do supposedly signs and wonders and do miracles and hear from God and prophesy and, 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 and heal people. All of that would be bad enough, right? I, because that's just that right there in the charismatic world that I don't understand. We are, you've, I, if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know I loathe charismatic theology with, with every ounce of my being. I can't stand it. But it would be bad enough if that's just what it was. Signs and Wonders Camp, and then adults come. They pay their, I think it's $430. They pay over $400 to come to a camp to learn how to supposedly do these miracles, do all of this stuff. And yes, they're getting ripped off. Yes, they're, 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 they're going to leave without any actual powers that they claim to have. And people are still going to get sick. People are still going to die. The storms are still going to occur. All the things that they claim, and they're not actually hearing from God. They're making up things that they are supposedly hearing. All of that's still going to be true. It's tragic. It's, it, to me, it's a scam. It's a racket. It's fraudulent. 
it's 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 blasphemous because they're claiming to be speaking God, the word of God when they're not. It's horrible when it comes to how they twist scripture. Yeah, yes, all of that would be bad. And guess what? I would turn on the microphone and I would be angry. But in this particular case, the anger goes to a completely different level. The anger here goes to some some weird place. And the reason why is because this camp is not designed for adults. This camp is designed for children. IHOP, International House of Prayer, Kansas City, has a camp that parents pay over $400 so their kids can go to a camp supposedly learning how to do miracles, signs, and wonders and hear from God so that they can prophesy. These are children as young as like the age of eight. See, do I, I don't have all the, the ages here, but I think as young as eight. I think they even have a smaller one, or one for, a, for even younger, going all the way like to age four or five. These these kids, I mean, do you got children who... who what what... What do they even understand? But supposedly they're going to be learning signs and wonders and how to hear from God and how to prophesy. It's just, it's just, oh, I, I, I can't even wrap my mind around what parent would even put these kids in this situation. To me, it's nothing more than spiritual abuse. It's horrible. It's evil. And I can't believe it's going on, but it's obviously going on. So we did two broadcasts about it. I cannot go back and and review everything, please go back and listen to those broadcasts. We'll probably put all of this together in some kind of a series. Now, a number of you were very bothered by what you heard. A number of you started doing some serious investigating and found some really good stuff, and I'm greatly appreciative of that. So what what do I need to do tonight that's going to have me so bothered and frustrated? Well, I don't know what year this audio comes from, but one of the years that they were doing the signs and wonders camp, they had a healing ministry night. So it's the signs and wonders camp for children, and they're going to have a healing ministry night. Now, someone sent me this video or posted this video. I don't remember exactly where the video came from, but whoever posted it or sent it to me or shared it with me, thank you so very much. I greatly appreciate it. But I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet because I... I I, I saw what it was, and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. The, whenever, whenever charismatics do their supposed healing night, I just, I'm sorry. I, I, ha, I have a hard time. I, I get emotional because it's such garbage. It's such a lie and deceptive what they do and try to convince people that healing is guaranteed right now on earth because of the atonement. But I, I, for some weird reason, people who are missing arms and legs, they, they never can seem to, oh yeah, they can't, they can't do that, can they? They can't do that because there, there's like, it's visible proof. The person's missing an arm and missing a leg. Come on, make it come. No, 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 they can't, they can't pull that off. They can't pull that off. Uh, but they can supposedly do all of these other healings, which then if follow-up investigation occurs, either the person really wasn't sick or the person ends up getting worse and dying. So it's just, it's just maddening. But in this particular case, it's a healing ministry night with the signs and wonders camp. So we get a, a little insight to what goes on at these camps and how this all plays out. So we're going to review this. I have not reviewed it beforehand because you know I don't do that. You know I don't do that because I like to just review this in real time with you 
And uh, so whatever reaction you're going to get is going to be very real and very organic because I don't know what's going to be said. But you can tell I'm trying to warn you. I'm going to probably get very, very upset. I'm going to try to be calm. I'm going to try to be calm so that I can offer some form of, I don't even know. Can you offer good insight into the charismatic world? What can be said about the charismatic world? Well, I mean, I don't know what you can say. I don't know. I, I don't even know what can be said about it, but I'm going to try my best to work through it. Mainly, I, I guess I will state this, right? My goal in this episode really is not for you to hear anything I have to say, but for you to really be exposed to what the International House of Prayer in Kansas City is doing to children. And I say that that way. I believe what they're doing is 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 evil. I believe it's ungodly, unholy. I believe it's spiritual abuse. I call into question any parent who would subject their children to this, and I would definitely call into question any ministry who would allow this stuff to happen to children. And I am not saying that in, 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 from some position that I'm better or that I'm more godly, because I'm not. I'm just saying that I would not do this to children. Hey, you now have the power to heal people. Well, what happens when their grandparents die? Like, I mean, it's just, it's just I, all the emotional upheaval. So I'm going to try to work through this to the best of my ability. But the goal here is simply to expose. Let's go, hey, did you know this is going on? Were you aware of this? You look into it. Now, if you are a charismatic and you believe in this stuff and you agree with it, you can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. You can tell me that I'm a heretic. You can tell me that I'm blinded by Satan. You can tell me that I don't have the Holy Spirit. All the typical stuff charismatics will tell me. You can you can say that you've heard a word from God. and All the stuff that you, you know, I've heard plenty of emails from charismatics over my life. Um, and uh, whatever. I, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, obviously... <laughs> You, your form of Christianity, I don't recognize it. I don't recognize it as Christianity. I don't recognize it. I don't know what it is. It's something from another planet. It's alien to me. It's foreign. I, it's, it's the most bizarre thing I've ever, I, I just look at that going, what rational person would have anything to do with this stuff? This stuff is just easily provable false because they make claims that over and over and over again are proven to be absolutely fraudulent. I mean, how many false prophecies have been given by charismatics? How many supposed healings have proven to be fraudulent? Over and over and over and over and over and over. Visions that they got that did not come to pass. I mean, just, I can go all day on this stuff. And um, yeah, I used to love at the end of the year, like December, the beginning of January, Charisma Magazine. They would always publish at the beginning, at the end of the year, beginning of the year, all of their prophecies for the coming year. I used to love that stuff, man. I would write those babies down. And by the time you get to the end of the next year, you realize those people didn't get in, even, even as vague as they made their prophecies. They never got anything right. It was always a train wreck of epic proportions. So, but guess what? Did they repent? No. Just next year, they would try to be a little bit more vague. They would be like, we're, gonna, we're, we're in for some good times, and we're in for some bad times. We're in for some uh, materialistic prosperity, and we're in for a time of great recession. They would like try to throw both in one prophecy so that whatever happens, they, they got one right. It, it, was, it was horrible. So here we go. I'm just trying, I'm trying to just work my way through this. I'm just trying to work my way through this. I really am. Here we go. I'm trying to prepare myself, all right? All right, so bad emotions gone, anxiety out, all right? Frustration gone, 
All right. Here we go. I'm, I don't know where this, uh, if this was at in Kansas City, but it was Healing Ministry Night for the Signs and Wonders Camp. And uh, I hope you're prepared. Here we go. Moms and dads, I, I want to welcome you and everyone who came to the service. Yes. It touches our heart. Moms yes. and dads, the whole camp, all of our camps were built so that your children would be equipped and you would have a stronger family. Well, I want you guys to know that we will have a healing service here in just a few moments, but for those of you that don't have all the history, I had a chance to meet this man right here, my boss. I had a chance to meet him in Denver. I'm not really his boss. His wife is, but go <laughs> yeah. ahead. Yeah, I told Isaac, man, bro, we'd be dead without our wives, man. You I'd would be. be. Totally sunk. But anyway, I had a chance to be pastoring in Denver, Colorado. I was pastoring a couple thousand children, a bunch of workers, and Mike Bickle came by. This is 1985. 18- Mike Bickle. Yeah, we want that name. Uh, he's very much uh, the the center of all of this stuff, and uh, a lot of uh, uh, some of you sent me lots of PDF files with information about Mike Bickle, a book that he wrote. Others have have given me lots of information in history. So at some point, we may need to do a a deep dive into Mike Bickle, mainly his theology, mainly what he teaches. I'm not here to attack the man. I'm here to attack the theology. So I, I want to make, I just want to make sure I, I make that distinction very, 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 very clear. I hate the charismatic movement. I hate the theology. I don't hate the people. I want the people to come become set free from it. I want the people to be delivered from that non, nonsense. I, so if I, if, you know, if we deep dive into Mike Bickle, it's not not to go after the man. It's to go after his teaching. It's to go after his theology. It's to go after his his view on scripture. That's what it's to, not the person. The person is irrelevant to me. Too many times Christianity becomes too personality driven. It's about people, 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 people. If you like this person, then their theology is good. If you hate this person, all of their theology is wrong. I don't care about the people. I don't care about the name. I don't care about the denomination. I don't care about anything. I care about, well, the theology, the doctrine, and is it connected to historical biblical Christianity? But Mike Bickle, you can do your own research if you would like, and uh, you can look for books that he has written, and his, he lays out his whole kind of strategy and view of what the church should be doing and how Christianity should be moving forward. It has a unique eschatology, it seems, uh, that we definitely, I definitely want to spend some time on that. There's a lot there, so, but he's standing right there on stage, and, uh, well, just if you're not familiar with that name. Almost 40 years ago. Yeah, there you go. You just dated us. Dude, you were a lot younger back then. <laughs> and thinner. Absolutely. Had a lot of hair, too. But anyway, long story Wait, short. he had long hair and real skinny 40 years ago. Thank you. Thank you. Good to know, right? You, you were a little thinner yourself. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but he's going to talk for a minute because of what his heart is about. And I had a chance to get to Kansas City with my family in 2000, 2001 to help build the infrastructure for the next generation to walk in. But I met Mike in 1985, and I was pastoring a bunch of children. And I snuck out of the children's ministry way back when to listen to Mike speak. And 
He spoke on Malachi 4, and I never thought that I was the normal children's pastor. Uh, I don't do the puppet thing. I, I blew myself up once trying to do a flaming Bible and a puppet at the same time, and it didn't go good. God called me to equip a generation, raise up leaders, and et cetera, et cetera. And so I had a chance to meet Mike, and he spoke on Malachi chapter 4, verses 4, 5, and 6, and it marked me for the rest of my life, and I made my... My family and I made our way here. Wow, I yeah, love it. So, anyway. Well, Malachi chapter 4, I'm just going to say it to you real brief. The very last two verses of the Old Testament, here's what the Lord says. In the generation that Jesus returns, he's going to release the spirit of prophecy and cause the hearts of the older people to turn to the younger people and the younger people to turn to the older people. And there's going to be a joining of generations with a spirit of prophecy. And so 1985, I gave this message to this big... Okay, whoa, we... All right, we need to do some work on Malachi, all right? Malachi 4, Malachi 4, um, I'm making sure I've got everything right here. Malachi 4, starting in verse 1, all right? There's only six verses in this chapter, so we're going to have to at least look at this. All right, so this this is interesting. So I guess Malachi 4 is a central passage for this. Uh, that That's, uh, again, I, I know some things I will say for those who are kind of, you know, was in the charismatic movement, raised in the charismatic movement. A lot of things I'll say, you're like, duh, hello, everyone knows that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm the outsider looking in going, what, what's going on here? What's happening? What, 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 why are you doing that? Like, okay, the whole thing, again, is bizarre to me, but here we go. Malachi chapter 4, verse 1, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly, shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Obviously, we got to figure out who is this talking about? Is this talking about something that happened, something that will happen? Lots of questions you have to ask when dealing with the minor prophets and with any pro- prophetic book. You have to, you've got to really figure these things out, all right? But I'm just making sure we're at least familiar with the passage right now. We can't, I can't stop right now and exegete this, but if you, if you follow this podcast, you know, whenever we talk about one thing, we'll circle back to it somewhere, somehow, and we'll make this a priority. I see a maybe a Bible study exercise coming on Malachi. So we'll see. Malachi chapter 4. So everything's going to burn up, all right? Verse 2. But unto you that fear my name. Oh, that's that's interesting. Our current Bible study exercise is about fear. All right, so there we go. So we're, we're gonna, I'm going to tie it to something, all right? But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteous arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in that day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. So who's the people going to be burning up? Who are the people are going to be ash? Who who are the people who's going to tread them down, you know, and the and, and these other people are going to be ash under their feet? We, we got a lot of, we need a lot of who, what, where, when, and how questions to be answered here, all right? Then verse four, remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him and Horeb, for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah 
the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. All right? So Elijah is going to come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Now, does this is this fulfilled in the time of Christ, right? In the time of his first coming? Or is this going to be fulfilled in the time leading up to his second coming? That'd be a good question to ask. Verse 6, And he shall turn the hearts of the father to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. All right, now, he takes this, believes it's some kind of a prophetic message that I, that I guess he's applying that somewhere before Christ returns the second time that the fathers are going to turn to the children. So he's going to equip the children. Is that, I, I, okay, I, I don't know. And he says, hey, well, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll back that up just a little bit so that we at least get the basic idea of what he's claiming. All right, here we go. Prophecy and cause the hearts of the older people to turn to the younger people, and the younger people to turn to the older people. And there's going to be a joining of generations with a spirit of prophecy. And so 1985... All right, supposedly a joining of generations with the spirit of prophecy. Now, I don't know exactly where I see those words in, in my Bible, but okay. So it's a joining of generations with the spirit of prophecy. All right, there's... A lot there to figure out. Let's continue. I gave this message to this big mega church, and there's this guy way at the back of the yeah. room listening, and of course I don't know him, and he comes up and says, Malachi chapter 4, verse 6, that's my life passion, to raise up older people to turn their hearts to the younger ones. Okay, wait, wait. Malachi 4 is your life's passion? And he shall turn the hearts of the children to the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Doesn't this sound like something that's going, someone is going to do this. Well, why would this be your life passion? Doesn't it sound like this is something that will happen? Are you saying that it will happen only if I do it? Hey, God, God I see what you want to do and I'm here to help you do it. Or like, how, how do you, I, I don't, hmm. So instead of going, hey, God's going to do that, it's like, no, I'm going to help God do that. But does he need our help to do that? That would be the question. But all right, here we go. And the younger ones to connect to the older ones, moving in the spirit of prophecy and power. He keeps saying moving in the spirit of prophecy and power. That is not in the text. That is not there. That It's, it's not there. I, okay, all right. Remember, I'm going to be calm. I'm going to be calm. All right, here we go. And so that was almost 40 years ago, and I've watched Lenny and Tracy. They have equipped thousands and thousands of young people, but even more than that, you equip the old people to see the value of the young people. Absolutely. You've turned the hearts of many moms and dads to the, to the younger generation, and Lenny's so this guy is doing all of this, but I thought it says, behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart. Isn't it Elijah, the prophet, who's supposedly going to be doing this? But I guess Elijah, the prophet, is actually this guy in Kansas City. 
What in the world? Okay. This kind of famous thing he said way back there, even 40 years ago, he said, there is no junior Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that moves through a six-year-old is the same Holy Spirit that moves through a 50-year-old. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, we need to stop what we're doing. Okay, someone just said, I wonder if he's reading from the Passion Translation. All right. Now, that is a very, 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 very good question. Now, we did a whole episode. We did multiple episodes on the Passion Translation. That thing is an epic, an epic train wreck. The Passion Translation is straight up heresy. The story behind the Passion Translation is insanity. It's insanity. I don't, does anyone have a copy of the Passion Translation? If anyone has a copy of the Passion Translation and can, I, d- d- wait. Now, I think at one time they only had the New Testament. I think the Passion Translation was only for the New Testament. Okay, I think I'm right. So I, maybe they've got the whole Bible now done. I think at one time it was only the New Testament. So can we find a copy of the Passion Translation and its and its translation of Malachi four verse six? Now, if it, if if Malachi if he's quoting from the Passion Translation, then it's utterly heretical just from the start. I mean, it's that thing is a train wreck. That thing is so bad. So uh, that that's very good. We we may have to verify that. That would be that would be a very good insight there. All right, let's continue. So when a six year old says something profound, we go, "Wow, they're only six. Well, the Holy Spirit isn't only six. And when the fifty year old says it, it isn't because they're wise, because the same Holy Spirit gave it to them. That's right. So. All right, so we're we're back into the typical charismatic world where God gives you words to say, right? I mean, I don't even know, again, why charismatics own a Bible, read a Bible, study a Bible. I don't know why they do anything. Because all you need to do is just stand there and like, Holy Spirit, and boom, he gives you the words and you just speak the words. Okay, and then everyone should write it down. Um, okay, yeah, this is, uh, someone just said, uh, how old is this video? I don't have the date for this video. So it may not, it may not be, the timing may not work out. So, but I, I, I don't know. Either he's just making up words and adding words to the scripture, or he's got some translation somewhere that supposedly adds those words of spirit of prophecy or whatever he was saying. But, all right, so we, we don't have a direct idea where he's getting those supposed words. I mean, who knows? Supposedly the Holy Spirit... Um, Okay, yes. So the uh, Passion Translation does not have Malachi. All right. I, I didn't think it did. I didn't think it did. I didn't think it did. All right. So we know it's not the Passion Translation. I mean, he may just be making up words or, I mean, according to Charismatics, God's constantly giving them words to say. So maybe the Holy Spirit said, hey, there's some words missing there. I don't know. I don't know where he's getting it from. He put, put it this way. He's not bothering to tell anyone where he's getting those words from. Little hands and big hands and old hands and young hands, hands. when we lay hands and we speak the words that agree with Jesus, the Holy Spirit is not a junior, a children Holy Spirit. It's the same one. And Lenny has believed this for 40 years. And Tracy, they've poured their life out equipping people. So 20 years ago, when he said, I'm moving to Kansas City to help IHOP, I went, this is a huge gift. And 20 years later, it is a huge gift. Yeah, you're a huge gift. You're a huge gift. There you go. There you go. I actually said that statement, uh, there's no junior Holy Spirit, sort of by accident. I 
I, was, I loved it. I thought it was the most profound thing. Wait, I'm going to ask a question. How many with red hats on do you believe the Holy Spirit can use you? Raise your hand. No, wave your hat. Let's just be all cool. Yeah, there you go. Right. See, I can do that cool stuff too, you know. Hey, put the screen up real quick. Mike, look at the screen. Oh, there you go. Look at this screen that's going to come up here in okay. a second. We're going to take an offering. I'll tell you what the offering's going to go for here. Once well, is there a Wait, we're going to do an offering. Okay, maybe they're going to maybe it's going to be for something good cuz uh, all the kids in the camp paid 400 and something plus dollars to be a part of the camp. I guess you got to add an offering on top of that. Okay, but all right, but maybe they're going to use the offering for something good, right? An offering for something good, maybe for children suffering from cancer because obviously you can't heal any of them. Okay, all right. All right. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have to be calm. Have to be calm. All right, here we go. Junior offerings. There he is, right? No, there's no junior offerings. Who's there's that? huge We're... offerings. That's you. That's you and Calico Farms next to the truck. Oh yeah. Are you, getting, you got your glasses. You don't got your glasses on, All right. No, I got older too. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to take an offering. I'm going to talk. Which is what is absolutely hilarious. They talk about me. The one guy there is wearing glasses, and he's talking about the other one. You don't have your glasses on. He's like, because I'm getting old. You believe healing is guaranteed in the atonement. Heal your eyes. <laughs> okay, it's, I, I've, I, I've worked with charismatics before, and I'm like, you wear glasses? What? What's the deal? What's the, wait, wait, you need a root canal? Wait, what, what's the deal? Wait, wait, you have high cholesterol? What's the deal? Come on. Heal it. Come on, show me. Come on. Come on. I want that 2020 vision. Come on. Come on. I want that good cholesterol. Come on. Come on. I want that blood pressure to go down. Root canal. Boom. It's done. Come on. I want, and they never can pull it off. They never, I know it. I'm, I look, I'm the wrong person. Me working with a charismatic is just a recipe for disaster because that stuff, wait, Oh, oh, you're a charismatic. Okay, good. So I never have to worry about you calling in sick. Okay, great. Okay, that's wonderful. Awesome. I'm going to hire you. Oh, oh, but if anyone else calls sick, I, I will have to call you to go to their house so you can bring them to work, right? Okay, because you can heal people because healing is guaranteed. Oh, I know. If someone's not healed, it's their fault because they don't have enough faith. But maybe you should have more faith so that your faith would be good enough to heal them and their lack of faith. So why don't you get more faith? So I'm going to blame you. I'm going to blame you. I'm going to blame your church. I'm going to blame your entire theological movement, which is nothing more than heresy, and it hurts people. Okay, but there you go. I, I, yeah, I, I'm not patient. I'm not patient with that stuff. It's like, we God, God guarantees healing in the atonement, and, and the man standing on stage on healing night wearing a pair of glasses. That's the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. You're wearing glasses. And then they're, I don't have my glasses. I'm getting old. You don't need them. Okay. You don't need them. Oh, man. Talk about that picture in a minute. Oh, oh, that's, yeah, we're playing football, football with all the kids. With all the kids, City 7 kids. Oh, that's right. I couldn't quite see who that When guy he was. said about the junior Holy Spirit. That you couldn't quite see it. Why not? You should have 2020. I was asked to speak to a, a children's conference, and I did not know that it was a puppet festival. And uh, my assistant didn't tell me exactly what the, 
the, the event was. And it was in Denver, Colorado. And the Lord has really blessed Tracy and I with the ability to go places. We don't, we don't rely on travel, but we have, uh, we've asked the Lord to put us in a place to where we can go some different places and share this uh, paradigm shift that needs to take place in the body of Christ. And so, yeah, this paradigm shift doesn't need to take place in the body of Christ. This paradigm shift needs to be thrown in the trash. This paradigm shift needs to be burned. The, the theory, the idea, the theology, make sure no one misinterprets anything I'm saying, because this paradigm shift is garbage when it comes to what you're trying to do to children and convince them of things that is absolutely just harmful and You're walking proof that it doesn't work because you're wearing glasses for crying out loud. If he, if, if, if healing is just guaranteed in the atonement, oh, I, I, I will never understand how charismatics, I don't understand how they think. I don't understand how they think. I don't understand how they think. I don't understand it. I, I just don't understand it. So I was speaking to this group and, uh, this junior Holy Spirit thing was really burning on me. And uh, I saw a bunch of uh, I saw a bunch of puppets, and and I'm for whatever it takes to change a generation, a puppet, a, whatever, whatever it is. Okay, I'm not good at it. My wife said, "Don't try it." She she made it very clear. I we had a huge argument as to why are you keeping me from working on things that I can do to make sense out of the gospel for children. She says, "Well, you do not know how to keep your hands still. You're Italian." That's what she said. And so from that point on, I had to believe her because uh, I was just never good at it. And I basically just said, look, you can use the puppet. You can use the gospel magic. You can go use the entertainment stuff that you have available to you. But I have not met one puppet yet filled with the Holy Spirit. There is no junior Holy Spirit. So that's where that came from. So what we want to do here, we don't want to put under the carpet all the different methods and materials that we need in terms of curriculum to allow a heart to come alive but what we yeah what you what you mean is you're willing to use pragmatism to supposedly do what the preaching of the gospel can't right the bible seems to indicate it's through the preaching of the word of god but you want to throw out the preaching and use all of the pragmatism but that's a whole different podcast but man all right really believe in here is that jesus when allowing the children to come to him in luke chapter 18 15 16 and 17 verses 15 through 17 he leveled the playing field he hijacked the meeting because they were also bringing infants to him that he might bless them. I caught hold of that. Our team here has caught hold of it. And for 20 years, our leadership team has gotten behind us to really see for, go forth in seeing the next generation grow up and walk in what's already theirs. What did Jesus say? He said, no, let them come. They were also bringing infants to him that he might bless them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them, the children. They were just basically probably saying, listen, this is an adult meeting. Let's just hang on with the kids. There were some indicators in Scripture that they were going to lay hands on the children later on in that ceremony. But Jesus said no. He hijacked the meeting. He stopped. Wait, what? There was indications they were going to lay hands on the kids in that ceremony? 
okay, man, I, sometimes I'm telling you, listening to charismatic preaching, I'm always just like, what in the world are you guys talking about? Okay, like, how can you take a pastor with Jesus? Like, hey, let the kids come to me and turn it into, see, we got to bring the kids to Jesus so they can learn how to heal and they can prophesy. And what in the world? He just said, let you can let the kids come to me. I will bless them. Like, what, what? how do we turn it into something? People have turned it every, people have taken that story and done bizarre things. We said, let the children come to me. Clearly, that means we're supposed to baptize babies. What? It didn't say that. It didn't say, can we just say, Jesus is like, no, let the, the kids can come to me. It's okay. They can come to me. And we turn it into, oh, it means this. And it means, it means let the kids come to me. That's all it means. Okay. That's all it means. Up the meeting, he said, no, let them come. Why? For theirs is the kingdom. That's the paradigm that needs to shift in us, moms and dads, grandma and grandpas, Christian educators, leaders, Bible club teachers, whoever else does whatever else, wherever they do it. That's the paradigm shift, and that's what's going to shift tonight. We're only going to release and activate an army that we've been training all week because it's already theirs. He said, let them come for theirs is the kingdom of God. And then he goes on and says, you might want to take notice of that. We don't become like children. We limit God's power in our lives. Wait, what? If I don't become like a child, I limit God's power in my life? Man, I, 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 I literally have no idea why charismatics even own a Bible. I literally have no idea. Like, there is no exegesis. There is no, it's just, it's a free-for-all. I, I don't even know what they do with I don't even know. Like, what in the world? Do, I need to sit down with charismatics and just show me, like, what is your Bible study method? Like, what is this? Like, can you show me how you exegeted that text? Can you show me how you came up to that conclusion? Like, what what is in the text? Like, okay, what's the context? Wait, what is Jesus trying to say? Like, what? And you're just like, they're just like, blah, 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 and just throw out like all this stuff. They were going to lay hands on him. And and now if you, if you don't become like a child, you limit the power of God in your life. So the reason you don't have power to heal is because you haven't become like a little child. Well, what does it mean to become like a little child? How does that one, how does one do such? What do you mean by that? Like, oh man, alive, it's just maddening. So we, we just want to have a real sweet, humble night. And we want to say thank you for coming. We're going to take an offering. And the offering tonight is going to go toward us being able to get another Sidewalk Sunday School truck. This Sidewalk... Okay, well, I thought maybe they would use the offering... What I thought maybe they would use the offering for is to help people who are hurting and in need. But no, no, no. They're going to use the offering so that they can buy another Sunday school sidewalk truck because I guess the $400 plus for people to attend the camp wasn't sufficient, I guess. I, I, I don't know. All right. But okay. Sunday school truck that you see here has been was with us for a long time. We go out to about five to seven neighborhoods at any given time, and we bring the gospel. If we don't go to a certain uh, generation, 
of fatherless and hopeless and futureless individuals, some of those children don't have a shot at getting to church. So we take church to them. Everybody's doing it. There's so many better ministries than what we're doing. But we have paid attention to our own little backyard here in Grandview and and South Kansas City. And we are in need now of getting two more trucks. So tonight's offering is going to go into sowing in to us being able to get a couple more sidewalk Sunday school trucks because we gave that one away. <laughs> we gave that one away. And I, I don't regret it, but it was painful. It was painful. Okay, yeah, I know. I agree. Someone just said it's scary that they're bringing kids in. I, I know. I know. I don't. I don't okay. I'm just, trying, I'm just trying my best to just let this go. Well, we'll see. All right. We'll see. All right, we obviously are not going to finish this tonight. Oh, that, that makes me even more depressed, but that's okay. That's okay. But we gave it away. We gave it to a church in Grandview because we have a vision. My wife and I, I do. I think she still has it. You got that vision, I think. If you don't, you need to get it back because I need your prayers if you're in this room. But anyway, we have a vision to raise money for 10, 10 of these, 15 of these, so that we could be able to pass it on to the church, local church in our area, so that they can do the ministry. We don't have to own it. We just want to facilitate it. So ushers, if you would get ready for tonight's uh, offering, we will give this entire offering. These guys, I think, are going to probably put the buckets on the, on the stage, right? Is that what's going to happen, Jacob? Thank you, sir. And if you feel led to give to tonight's offering, you can make your offering, your check out to uh, the International House of Prayer. Also, you can give online. I think it's right there. You can text an offering into that. And the entire offering will go to the Children's Equipping Center designated for a sidewalk Sunday school truck. Help us get this done because for whatever reason, there's a futureless and fatherless generation out there They found themselves in that situation, and we don't want to. For whatever reason, for some weird reason, they found themselves in these really bad situations. I don't know what could have caused it for just some unknown reason. They, what do you mean for some unknown reason? I don't. Do you ever hear of the fall? You ever hear of of sin? I don't know if you ever heard the sovereignty of God. I know those big questions that Christians have wrestled with for 2,000 years. Like He's like, I don't know why. I don't know why they ended up in these situations. Have no clue. Okay. Go out and tell them why their family isn't working or why it might be fragmented. We want to go in and say, you know what? You do have a dad. You do have a father. You do have a savior. His name is Jesus. Amen? So go ahead. We'll take this offering. Worship team. What do you think of our little worship team here tonight? Amen. As soon as we're done with the offering, we will go ahead and organize for our, our, our healing clinic tonight. Our healing clinic. Oh, boy. All right. Then I guess they're going to go pray. The praise time here. While people are giving their offering. Hopefully it won't take long while they organize. I'm going to just, I'm going to lower that volume down a little bit as we sit and wait. Oh boy, I I want to at least hear the beginning of this and see what's going to happen. But man, what they did to Malachi, what they did to the passage in Luke, it's just staggering. It's just, they added words to the passage in Malachi. Luke, they added the the possibility they were going to lay hands on the kids, turn the, the, the coming 
let the kids come to me into something totally foreign from the text. And then it says that if I don't become like a child, I limit the power of God in my life. It is absolutely like, like when you just literally, when you just literally make things up and destroy the word of God, you would think any just reasonable, rational person who believes scripture is the word of God would just be like, okay, I'm out, I'm out. Who cares about the healing, falling, all the other stuff that happens in the charismatic world? I can't be a part of just what they do to scripture. I, I couldn't be a part of it just, look, even if I agreed with charismatic theology, I couldn't be a part of it just because of the utter destruction of God's word that takes place. But that, it, I don't know. It, it, for some weird reason, it doesn't bother people. I don't, I don't get it. All right, I'm waiting for them to, to finish here. A couple of days we've been we training go. our children to understand the thirst and hunger for the Lord and to have the compassion for the lost, for the sick. And so we've been activating them. Tonight, what's going to happen is in just a moment, I'm going to bring forth all of you who came here to be prayed for, sick in body, whatever the need is for the breakthrough. It's not important that we know why you're being prayed for. We're going to bring you forward and we're going to put you in the lines here and the overflow will go down the aisles and then we will bring our children, your children, your sons and daughters, the church, not of... Okay, so... All right. Okay. So, all right. So, man. I... I, I, I I'm just trying to envision how this works. So the people from the church, or I guess maybe they got people who's not from the church, but their their parents are there, mom and dads are there. So you think the kids would know what their mom and dads are sick of already. So what happens What happens if they pray for their mom and dad and their mom and dad doesn't get better? Like, I, I don't know even how this works psychologically. Like, I mean, I could just envision this going so horribly, horribly wrong. What, what if one of those kids' parents have, uh, have a, a mom or dad with cancer? Like, like what, what happens to the, how can the kid process? Okay. You get, you activated me and now I have the power of God. And then their mom and dad dies. Like I, mm, I just, man, this is the kids don't process. They don't possess the emotional ability to, to understand what's going on here. Tomorrow, but of today, we will bring them forward and they will go through what they learned. Here's what you're going to hear. There's going to be one simple prayer given tonight to those of you that are being prayed for. The prayer is going to go like this. Holy Spirit, come, make Jesus known in this life. Bring healing in Jesus' name. Now, I know I've been doing this for a really long time. Man, we've had lots of camps. I just met uh, a, a, young, a, a young lady who told me 20 years ago she brought her children to our camps, and all of them are now serving the Lord. I'm going to have you give that testimony tomorrow to the children. Anna Engel, if you would get up from your seat and come on up here, you're going to pray for the children tonight. This is my little friend, Anna. This is her last camp, and she was... She was, uh, she was littler when uh, 
she came. But I wanted to, I wanted to let you know the reason we say one prayer tonight is we are more concerned. Listen, now moms and dads, listen. I want to I want to share this with all the passion I've ever had. We care about one one simple principle and that is that children would develop at a young age a spiritual diet that they would long for the rest of their lives to walk out. Spiritual diet is what I'm after tonight in training children and coach coaching them tonight. So that's why we have this one simple prayer. Now, don't come up and see me afterwards. Don't give me an email or whatever. I know there's hundreds of prayers. I know there's words of knowledge. Believe me. I know there. Believe me. I know there's words of knowledge. But I tonight is very simple because we are going to engage in one simple prayer. They're going I know there's words of knowledge. But these are kids. <laughs> But there's no junior Holy Spirit. So we got to give them the words to say. I mean, they're only, I mean, there's no junior Holy Spirit, but, 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 but they're only kids. So don't come at me. Don't come at me. Don't, don't email me. I know that there's all these other words, but hey, they're kids. I mean, I mean, they're kids, but there's no junior Holy Spirit. See the conflict here? They know they're dealing with kids. They know they're dealing with kids. They know they got to give them the words to say, even though they claim in their theology that there's no junior Holy Spirit, so the Holy Spirit can give them the words. The Holy Spirit, why are you going to give them the words? Let the Holy Spirit give them the words, right? I mean, come on. I, I want to see that seven-year-old. Come on. I mean, he, he, if there's no junior Holy all, all of a sudden now, there is a junior Holy Spirit because we just want these kids to have a, a prayer that we give them that they memorize so that they can just say it over and 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 over again, even though while we teach that they have the same Holy Spirit that's in the adult who can just speak right through them. But when push comes to shove, eh, not so much, not so much. We got to keep the training wheels on. But there's no junior Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray that over you, and then they're going to hear this word called swap. Signs and wonders and prayer. When they hear that word, they will immediately go to another person. They've been trained to do this. They practiced. It really wasn't practice. It was kind of a really good session. But they're going to go to the next. I mean, they practice. I mean, it wasn't practice. It was a really good. I mean, they practice. I mean, it wasn't practice. It wasn't practice. It wasn't practice. This, this is not rehearsed. This, this. No, 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 no. This is the Holy Spirit moving, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a rehearsed routine like dance or music theater. No, 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 no. This is the whole. I mean, we, we told them what to say and we're going to tell them what to do. And when they hear the word swap, that they're going to swap and, but, and they're going to go, they're going to go with, they're going to go with where God tells, I mean, they're going to, what in the world? Person. Okay. So they're going to hear swap. They already know what to do. And all we want you to do tonight is put your hands down low where they can reach them. We're not asking them to touch your forehead or your shoulder or whatever tonight. We're, we're asking them to gently lay hands, maybe on your hands or close to your hands. And they will pray a simple prayer. You know why we teach that prayer? I learned long ago working with children and, and doing clinics in the Holy Spirit and working with John Wimber and coming here and working with Mike and mobilizing thousands and thousands of children 
to be mobilized within the Holy Spirit's activity. The reason we teach that one little prayer is because the Holy Spirit really does only have one assignment. One assignment. And then- okay, I'm, I'm getting nervous. The Holy Spirit only has one assignment. Okay, I'm waiting for, the, I'm waiting for a good theological answer. That is to make Jesus known, right? To make okay, there, I, I, that, that's better than I thought they were going to say. Okay, to make Jesus known. That that's better than I than I thought they were going to say. But okay, Jesus known in that person's life. So that's what we're teaching tonight. The reason we do that, and I got to get on with this, is because when they're at the grocery store, they're going to be going for the M&Ms. That's what I do. I'll go right for that M&M thing, but I'll see that little old person over there in the corner walking in a walker and maybe an oxygen tank. And I only have 90 seconds because my mom is telling me, not my mom, but she did that. But your mom is telling you, get to the car. Get to the car. We've got to have dinner. Your dad's cooking tonight. It's a miracle. He's cooking tonight. we got to get home. I don't know what you're going to say to your kid. I really don't. But that child, your child, our sons and daughters, who we know will prophesy, right? Or they will do that. That's a promise. We know that they have 90 seconds. And so when they're walking out and they're going to their car, watch me now. I'm walking out. Holy Spirit, come, make yourself known. Oh, Holy Spirit, make Jesus known in that old person's life right now. Bring healing to their body in Jesus' name. I'm way more concerned that they say that prayer for the rest of their life than wait around to feel an emotion whether or not they should go pray. This is a ministry team tonight, and Anna, I am so privileged. You have such a passion, you and your family, and I just, I can't. So I guess in this particular case, I don't need to wait for that feeling. They don't need to wait for that emotion because, you know, they're kids, right? They're kids. So the kid just needs to be trained. When you see someone sick, you just say this prayer. Now, you don't wait around, I guess, to see if the person's actually healed. No, you don't, you don't worry to see if that older lady who's in oxygen in a wheelchair is going to die in six months. No, no, no. You just move on. You just move on. But yeah, so I guess... <laughs> Uh, it's just funny how there's no junior Holy Spirit, but they sure are making sure things work in a way that works for kids, aren't they? All right, here we go. I believe you're here and you wanted to do this camp. She says, this is my, the, my last camp. And you know what? She's graduated into being a helper in our next camp. And we have lots of our, our, our leaders, Daniel Slyker, Shiloh Bickle, These guys are leading all the teens. Give them a big hand. Amazing. And we watched them when they were little, little ones just at the altar giving their life to the Lord. So boys and girls, put your hands out like you're receiving that gift. And Anna's going to pray for us. And then I'm going to release all those sick in body in need of a breakthrough to come to the lines. This thing will last maybe 40 minutes and we'll be done. But I promise in the Lord that it will move heaven over us because out of their mouths you have ordained praise and every little voice that goes into your little heart I just don't know why they just didn't walk up to a hospital right a a children's hospital where children are dying of terminal diseases just walking to the parking lot all of the children lift up their hands towards the hospital say the prayer then everyone just sits down in, in, in chairs, lawn chairs, right there in the, in the parking lot, and then watch all the kids just come pouring out of the hospital who've been healed of their childhood cancer and their terminal diseases. But you're not going to do that because what you're doing doesn't happen. Okay. All right. 
it's tw- 22 years working in the medical world and seeing charismatics constantly make their lying claims and the people die. And when they die, the charismatics run off and hide because they're never there to deal with the reality of death. Tonight, big heart, little heart, small heart, heavy heart, whatever it is, whatever that voice touches in your life, it's ordained praise. It's holy. And it silences the voice of the enemy. And tonight, I'm more excited when the boys and girls pray for you tonight that it silences the voice of the enemy over Grandview, over regions, over South Kansas City, over all the different areas, your city, your home, your neighborhood. Boys and girls, lift your hands. So these kids silence the voice of the enemy over Kansas City? I mean, you've been doing the camps for years, so I guess the enemy, I guess I can go to Kansas City and I don't have to ever worry about Satan. I mean, what, like, what, what does it even mean? He's silenced, they, they quiet the voice of the enemy. Like, what is that? What, what, what happens? Like, the kid, the kids say something and boom, the enemy, Satan goes silent. Like, what does that even mean? Hands, Anna's going to pray for us. Lord. Lord, I thank you for this time we have to pray over the sick in body, Lord. Come, make yourself known in each and every heart, Lord, in this room. I pray that you would touch the hands of every Signs and Wonders camp camper that has come to these camps and have listened to Mr. Lenny and his words and how he has equipped us, Lord. I pray that you would help us and give us Holy Spirit to go over everyone and to heal them, Lord. Heal their bodies in the name of Jesus. Amen. Boys and girls, now put in your, put in your heart the story of the paralytic that we taught today. Those guys that lowered the paralyzed man through the roof they stopped at nothing. They knew that if they could get the paralyzed man in front of Jesus, there was a shot. They had a shot at that guy getting up. If you have come here tonight and you're sick in body and you would like to receive prayer, I would like you to go ahead and get out of your seat and organize yourself with our team who's going to be here as well. Oh man, I would love I would love to be in Kansas City. And I would go to the VA center and get all the, the vets, all the disabled vets are missing arms and missing legs and bring them and say, there you go. Come on. I want a new, I will give them a new arm, give them a new leg. Come on. Come on. Do it. Do it. Heal the amputee. Heal the one who lost an arm and a leg in battle, who, who their vehicle was hit and they, horrible. They almost bled to death. Heal them, heal them, heal them. Oh, no, 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 no new arms, no new legs, no new arms, no new legs. No, of course, of course not. Helping you get on the front lines. So just do that right now. That's going to take us all about 60 seconds. So if you came here, I want to make sure anybody on crutches and wheelchairs and who has a, who would have a hard time being mobilized and, and, and moving uh, over to us, let's make way for them please. And let's get on the front lines. Go ahead and get everybody on the front lines. There you go. Give yourself about six inches from the person next to you. Give yourself a little room to move. And if the line gets filled up, we still have a lot of room on the third line there. We got to make way for the boys and girls to come because they'll be released here in a minute.
Now, what I would like to have happen, real quick, I would like all the leaders, group leaders, pastors, I would like you to go and position yourself right now before your children are released. Position yourself in front of a group, and that's where your children will find you. Go ahead real quick. That's going to only take about 35 seconds. Counting down. Boys and girls, once you see your leader, go to your leader. Leaders, position yourself in all the rows. Get in all the rows. There you go. All right, boys and girls, make your way in front of those that are being prayed for. In front, not behind. We teach the children to be in front. Yeah, thank you, Anna. We teach the children to be in front of the individual that they're praying for. And does that mean they can never be behind the person? No, that's not what I'm saying. It's just we're training them to have a spiritual appetite. And when you're in front of the person you're praying for, you have confidence. You have a little bit more boldness. And you have a little bit more understanding of the compassion of Jesus. You're sick in body tonight, raise your hand. You're getting prayer tonight, raise your hand. All right, boys and girls, raise your hand real high, unless you can't. You're a good thing I'm asking you guys to raise your hand real high because if I told the children to raise their hand real high, all you're going to do is smell perspiration because it's been a long week. So be thankful. All right. Lift your hands real high. Okay. We're in position. Father, I pray there would be a hunger. There would be a hunger and a thirst like never before from the children and something would take place something Lord something would transpire transpire between you and the child tonight as they pray that you would mark them God Boone stay up here with me no real quick come here Boone tell everybody what you said to everybody last night did he just stop in the middle of his prayer? Okay, that, that just seemed weird. <laughs> okay, like he's praying, he's getting all emotional, and then boom, he just stops in the middle of prayer. Hey, you, stay right here. Okay, that, that was just odd, okay? Last night, I, I told all the kids of how a story Mr. Aaron impacted me, and he was telling a story about how he got saved and he was turned away from Jesus and then God pulled him back into God's love and that really impacted me and I just pray that you would feel what I felt and yeah so Lord I just pray that you would Give them what I have felt, Lord. I just pray that you would share what I have felt, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. What in the world are we listening to? What are they doing to these kids? What are they doing to these kids? I don't even know how they can even process all of this stuff. I don't even know. I don't even know. Thank you, Boone. All right, boys and girls, let's do one round here. 
Holy Spirit, come make Jesus known in this life. Bring healing in Jesus' name. All right, you will begin your first cycle. Go. Let's say it. Say it out loud. Say it to the person. Holy Spirit, come make Jesus known in this life. Oh man, this is like this is like watching a play with little kids and the people and you got the people over to the side saying the lines for them. No, 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 no. This is what you're supposed to say. No, no, you're no, no, no. You're supposed to say this. Or or uh, in dance, you'll have someone to the side doing the dance moves so that the, if the kid gets lost, they can look over and see the person doing the dance moves. That's what this feels like. Okay? You know, say it out loud. Come on. F- say the words with me. Come on, kids. Say the words with me. I mean, come on, because I mean, the Holy Spirit can't do this because it's a junior. I mean, no, it's not a junior Holy Spirit, but you need me to right here to walk you through this. Bring healing to this body in Jesus name. Holy Spirit. Come. God's doing something with you in This is. Say it to them, boys and girls. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. There you go. Lean in. Tell, tell them exactly what to do, step by step. Oh, this is some. This is some serious manipulation going on. Leaders, coach him. Be coaches tonight. Leaders, be good coaches tonight. Oh, yeah. You got to coach him. You got to coach him. Remember, there's no junior Holy Spirit, but these kids clearly need a lot of help. I just don't understand. There's no, Remember, that's his whole big thing. There's no junior Holy Spirit. But, I mean, these kids need help with everything. They need help with the whole thing. Encourage them. Holy Spirit, come make Jesus known in this life. Bring healing in Jesus' name. Come on, boys and girls. 90 seconds. We're going to move. 90 seconds. We'll have our first swap. 90 seconds. Go. Get 10 of them in. Get 10 of those Holy Spirit ones in over those. What, what is it? It's like a, an assembly line. Come on. You got 90 seconds. Hurry up. Get 10 of them. Get 10 of them. Make sure you go through 10 people. Hurry up. Hurry up. I mean, you I, you can find better, better care and a walk-in clinic than you can from this nonsense. If these are sick and hurting people, you don't just run through them with a prayer. I got, I got 90 seconds. Hurry up. Get out of my way, lady. Okay, you may be dying of terminal cancer, but I got to get to the next person. Oh, I'm sorry that you're crippled. Hurry up. I got 90 seconds. Come on. Come on. The more patience, the more money. I mean, what, what, what is this? You're dealing with hurting people, supposedly. Hurting really sick people, and you're treating them like they're a prop and a kid's play. Like, these are not real people being treated like they're hurting. It's like, no, you got 90 seconds. Get through 10 of them. Get through 10 of them. What are you talking about? These are human beings standing there who supposedly are really sick and really hurting and in really need of God. But, hey, you got 90 seconds. Folks, you're praying for it. Go.
If I happen to walk into that place, right, with, let's say I say I didn't know Christ, I didn't know anything, and because I have my seizure disorder and all the problems that my seizures cause me, all the different problems that, that cause me, so many issues, so many, so many, so many just, uh, I don't even want to get into it, but if I, if I heard about this and I just showed up and I was standing there hoping maybe God would get rid of my seizures and I heard 90 seconds, 90 seconds, I would have just turned around and walked away and just be like, Christianity is a bunch of trash and garbage. These people don't, I'm a, I'm a prop in some game. I'm not even a human being that they care about. I would be so furious with this. Can we stop with the mood music? Sixty seconds. Come on, boys and girls, get ready. First swap's coming. Sixty seconds. Hurry up! Hurry up! Those people in front of you—they don't mean jack. They're just a prop here for us to brainwash you into thinking that you're doing something. Come on, keep with the program. Don't worry about the human in front of you. First swap's coming. 60 seconds. Come on, get 10 more in. There you go. Look at her. Gotta, gotta pick it up a little. Did you hear that? You gotta pick it up? Did you hear that? You gotta pick it up? Well, are you saying pick it up like pick up the pace? You gotta pick up the pace? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. The charismatic movement. If I did not, if I despised it before this, my disgust with it is growing by the second. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Come on, lean in. Five more. Five more. Come on. That person you're praying for is desperate. That person in front of you is desperate and all you giving me is 30 seconds. Hey, that person in front of you is desperate. Come on, get five more. You don't believe they're desperate. If you believe they're desperate, you wouldn't be putting them in this stupid game of yours. That person came here tonight wanting a touch from God and we are saying, yes, we believe in healing. Jesus, you told us to not stop, to do this no matter what. Come on, boys and girls. Good job, boys. Good job, boys. 20 seconds. Good job, boys. Good Good job, boys. How about, how about good job, God? If God just healed someone, isn't it God? Or now is it the boys? Is it the kids doing it or is it God? Swap. 
swap. You got 10 seconds to get to another person. Those of you that are being prayed for, just stay put. Don't look around. Don't look around. Just wait. Come on, boys and girls. You're almost there. Make sure everybody's covered. Coaches, make sure everybody's covered. We got someone in the back row that we need to get to. All right. Let's go. Begin. Holy Spirit, come. Make Jesus known in these lives. Bring healing to these bodies, these hearts, these minds in Jesus' name. Go, boys and girls. All right, we'll stop right there. I don't even know if I want to listen to the rest of it. Wow. I I, I don't understand. I don't understand what that was. I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. I, there you have the, heal, the healing night for the Signs and Wonders Camp for IHOP, the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. Their camp is for children, supposedly equipping them with the power of God to heal people and to do signs and wonders and do all this kind of stuff. I don't have any, I have nothing profound to say other than the charismatic movement and their, its theology is an abomination. It needs, to, it needs to be eradicated from the body of Christ and it needs to be eradicated by truth replacing it. It needs to be rejected. It needs to not be allowed. Christianity should never have allowed it anywhere near it. It it doesn't belong in the church. Charismatic theology does not belong in the church of Christ because it's anti-Christ. It's opposed to biblical truth. It is manipulative. It's evil. It's deceptive. It's harmful. It's dangerous. And every other thing I could say, throw at it. My, my my entire being right now wants to just scream because I can't believe what we just heard. I cannot believe what we just heard. That was in... All right, you can email me your disagreement. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I, wow. I didn't want to do this tonight, but I knew it needed to be done because we'd already done the other two parts And what better way to, we talked about the camp. Now you get to hear a little bit of what happens on their healing night in their camp. And you you, you see what they're trained. They're trained for basically a dance routine. They're basically a music music theater number. Choreographed, giving them the words to say. That's all it is. Just pure emotional manipulation. All done in the name of Jesus to spiritually abuse and manipulate and hurt children. Thanks for listening. God bless.